on 14. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 40 Going on 14, episode 133. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And doing research for the show, I found a lighter side of politics, a more entertaining side of politics, and it made me feel good. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Ah, very and nice. pot. That's a reversal. <clears throat> well, yeah. Let him stay in the well. So if you <laughs> I'm flip-flopping. We decided. Ta-da. Okay, so here's the thing. We what we talked about doing a president show, being an election year. We decided that one, we didn't want all. We didn't want to subject you to two hours of us fighting. <laughs> well, yeah, you never want to be the person who brings up politics or religion or the party. I mean, it's just not done. It's a way to bring everybody down, and that's not what we're here to do, really. No. And that was the number one rule as a bartender, too. Two things you don't talk about, religion and politics. That's why we're doing a religion show. Yes! Yay! <laughs> Fuck Next you, Pentecostals. The best religion. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, so we decided to do presidential parodies. We're doing uh, presidents in, uh, I almost said social media, but in entertainment. Well, yeah, yeah, somewhat social media. Yeah, a little bit social media, not a little bit on the then, but... Uh, yeah, pop culture, um, everything from parody songs to um, impersonations on specific TV shows that we've covered before and that sort of thing. Weird presidential merchandise. It's not so in the show notes, but I got a couple. Uh-oh. Yeah, me too. So it's basically presidents minus politics. Yeah. Yep. Right. So do we... And uh, who has the uh, you've gone to political buzzer? Well, I uh, got it at. It, like, I would hope that would be you, considering you've got our only voicemail, so I didn't load the soundboard. Well, all right, then. We'll fix that. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Fix that in post. Once again. Caucus. Yeah, well, well, Joel will be our call out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to need it. I think we can all behave. Yeah. We, we're, we, I mean, there's no. If we haven't reached that point in 25 years of knowing each other. I think we'll be all right. Uh, if uh, you're sick you. of election coverage and would like to laugh a little bit, uh, hear about some geeky topics and some nostalgia, you can always check us out Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio between stick twiddlers and turnbuckle throwbacks. Right. And uh, if you are uh, looking for our older shows, you can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And if you want to call and uh, send us a voicemail, you can call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708 669 Nine seven two seven. Also, you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter at forty go fourteen, or shoot us an email at forty go fourteen at gmail dot com. Or I, I guess you can leave us a voicemail from our official Facebook page as well. Yeah, you can tap the call button, and you can also do what uh, Nikki New Zealand did and email us a voice uh, file. Neat, right? So here she is. Guys, I'm very disappointed. At the beginning of the Deadpool episode, such an obvious joke was missed. I believe Mike said something about uh, Deadpool being the, you know, the big new shiny important thing, you know, the big thing on a stick. Someone really should have said only on International Women's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we would have, but Josh and I were still sore from the celebration. Yeah, I think she pegged us on that one. Oh, <laughs> there you go, Nikki. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, uh, butt sex. <laughs> oh, well. If anything signals it being that time, begging surely is it. Uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> about that time. This week in music, movies, 
and TV. Well, and and uh, sports. <laughs> nice. All right. So this week we are going all the way back to 1968 for uh for our twee. Uh, September 16th, that is the date that Richard Nixon, then candidate for President of the United States, appears on Rowan and Martin's Laughing and says, Sock it to me? <laughs> uh, tricky day. So, yeah, it, it took him like eight takes to get that. That's the funny part. <laughs> it's such a I story. am not a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, though, if going back and watching reruns and, of Laughing, it's still damn funny. Yep. They had some good stuff in there. My favorite my favorite sketch is always the uh, old man on the park bench. All right, so apparently you guys uh, don't have an opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some episodes of Laugh-In, but I'm not, I, I, have by, I'm, I am by no means a scholar of the show. Well, that's where uh, Goldie Hawn got her start, I think, isn't it? Yep, yep. Next week, the Laugh-In show. That's not true. <laughs> Next week, Laugh-In, then Goldie Hawn. Um, so, but the number one song in the land was People Got to Be Free by the Rascals. That's a great, great song. song. Yeah, it is. There's it's a lot a of fun song. A lot of good music from this time. I mean, that's, 68. That's true. Yeah. When and I was then, looking at the list of albums that were released in September, it was very impressive. Cool. What was some of them that were on there? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Color me so impressed. <laughs> I was, I, I, things have changed a little bit in the, in the interim. Since so many good albums. Oh. Name one. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have any actual dates for the release. It just said all of September, so I just left it alone, didn't put it in the tweet, and didn't really look at them more than just going, wow. All right. So on September 7th, a band billed as the new Yardbirds performed for the first time. The Yardbirds had disbanded two months earlier, and guitarist Jimmy Page subsequently formed this new group, which would later be renamed Led Zeppelin. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yardbirds yeah. is a damn good... And now you know. Knowing is half the battle. Pork chop sandwiches. The Yardbirds <laughs> is one of the most impressive bands of basically... Ju- ju- I mean, not like catalog-wise, but just lineup-wise. Yeah, yeah. I- I'd say they, them and Cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Layla. <laughs> oh, well, and Damn Yankees. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so also September 14th, tragedy struck the legendary Roy Orbison as two of his young sons died in a house fire in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Or- Orbison's youngest son is saved. That is really sad. Yikes. Did yep. you just compare Damn Yankees to the Yardbirds? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to go back in that sentence. Somebody died, Joel. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> We're talking about dead kids, and you're talking about... Joel is more, more taken aback by the Damn Yankees. So shocked at the dead kids. He's like, wait a minute, I have something to say about the Damn Yankees. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's great. That's great. <laughs> no, there's a, a reason. Joke, we, joke grenade. There's a reason we keep him around, you know. Yep. So uh, on September 10th, Antonio Hardy was born, and you might know him better as Big Daddy Kane. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Right, cool. I didn't know his real name until this. Uh, these show notes. Oh, cool. I didn't either. So uh, Rachel, Rachel was the top movie in the land. Moving on to that is, but then <laughs> Funny Girl. <laughs> I'm sorry, all I could think of was an erotic girl's a journey of an erotic girl from a <laughs> Rochelle, London. Rochelle. <laughs> Rochelle, Rochelle. 
Uh, a woman's erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> yes. So, uh, starring Barbara Streisand and Omar Sharif, opened on September 19th and promptly took over the first spot on its way to make $58 million. Jeebus. Wow. Every time I think of Omar Sharif, I always think of uh, Top Secret. Hmm. Interesting. Well, he was in it. That's why. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Just speaks to the power of Barbara Streisand at the time, I guess. She's well, yeah, damn Yankees, I mean, but... Seriously, Omar Sharif was a box office draw in the 70s as well. Oh, sure. yeah. And he played a damn good hand of bridge. Indeed. Well, it was a long time before I realized it actually was him writing that article in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, as good of an actor as he was, he was a better gin player, or, uh, bridge player. Terrible gin player. <laughs> I, I doubt that. So on September 10th, Guy Ritchie, director of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch, and ex-husband to Madonna, is born. Huh, so he was born the same day as Big Daddy Kane. Yep. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. All right, now moving on to TV, the top shows of the time are Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. The acronym of the week, which is GPUSMC. Yes, that's Giant Penis Understand Some Mormon Concepts. <laughs> I have no idea why I went to Mormons twice in a row, but... Oh, uh, okay. works. So, so the penis is like, you're saying upon my death I get my own planet in a Yes. <laughs> wow. I just think possibly one of the most offensive cartoons I could ever draw just popped into my head. <laughs> that right. would be Gomer Pyle USMC. That is correct. Yes. We're, and then uh, Bonanza. Pyle. <laughs> Mayberry RFD also is the top shows of the time. Acronym of the week part two. <laughs> That, uh, that show stunk on ice. Oh, wait, which one? Really friendly May- Mayberry dick. RFD. Horrible. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, was that a follow up to? Uh, yes, it was a spinoff from from Andy Griffith show when Andy Griffith left. Jesus, that's terrible. And they made the, that retard Howard the main character. Uh, yes, I have opinions. Yeah, I was just thinking on, this is kind of a strong <laughs> opinion on just that TV show, man. I mean, I have opinions on like, the Andy Griffith show. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> so, the first ever broadcast of sixty minutes happened on September fourteenth, and two days later, Adam Twelve premiered. Oh, but Patrick, <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Adam Twelve. Neither. Why, why does your Aunt B sound like the the lunch lady at our college? That was supposed to be done. Don Nods. That was supposed to be. That was supposed to be Barney. <laughs> that was supposed to be Woody Allen doing Don Nods. <laughs> There's wow. another offensive cartoon that just popped in my head. <laughs> Damn Yankees! Do you know about your Lord and Savior Jim Smith? <laughs> wow, Jim Smith, John Smith. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know these things. Shut up! Apparently, we about... do need to have a religion. I show. cannot believe we have derailed this soon. <laughs> Let's talk about Damn Yankees, Sabor. Let's talk about Barbara Streisand, a happening in Central Park, which was shown on CBS on September 15th, which is the juggernaut that Barbara Streisand is and her nose. You are the wind beneath my nostrils. That is Bette Midler. Yep. Holy shit. I know. She was part of the group Damn Yankees with with Barbara Streisand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a hell of a super crew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sports. Uh, September 14th, Denny McLean of the Detroit Tigers got his 30th win of the season. He ended up with 31 wins, the most in a modern era of professional baseball. Wow. Mm, nice. So in the meantime, Gaylord Perry of the San Francisco Giants threw a no-hitter against the St. Louis Cardinals on September 17th. 
And on September 20th, Mickey Mantle hit home run number 536, the last home run of his entire career. Wow. Wow. I'm sure you guys even know who Mickey Mantle is. Yeah, I just honestly, I did not realize that he played that late. I thought he was earlier than that. Well, he was mainly, you know, in in the 50s. My fireplace would not (sighs) be out the same without his invention. Oh, my God. (sighs) (laughs) See, that's the problem, Joel, is that you've used it all up, and now we're at the main show. <laughs> he, yeah. he's, he used up all his comedy points already. Right. You blew your wad in Barbara Streisand, and now we're here. Ew. <laughs> no, thank you. Phrasing. Superman. I want a Superman at home. Oh, that's Spider-Man. All right, so then. Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He's going into the negative. Yeah. He's really critical. <laughs> it's not a rage. So, not surprisingly, uh, presidents are in the news. Presidents tend to be in the focus of what's going on out there. And uh, before we get into, I think we started out with Saturday Night Live. We started with Gerald Ford. But before that, uh, Pat did the notes for us. And we've got uh, FDR. Sort of this thing called a fireside chat, where he would come on the radio and just talk. Have conversations with the people. Uh, Very one-sided, but... Well, yeah, I mean, well, and probably not. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of people shouting at the radio. Right. <laughs> Technology was new back then. They weren't entirely sure that he couldn't hear them, so they <laughs> shouted... Can he hear us? Well, and I think that this, it really does mark the first time that a president is the focal point of pop culture, because, like, the fireside chats of FDR would have been, like, the biggest thing in entertainment at the time. It yeah. would it have been like water cooler conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it would be like Little Orphan Annie, Fireside Chats. Right after the Shadow and uh, Lone Ranger. Right. And then it would be talked about at the water cooler the next day, surely. And there was always that one guy that got everything confused, and he was sure that FDR actually was a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Larry. Go sit down. Uh, but then you have things like Mar- Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday to JFK. Happy Birthday, Mr. <laughs> President. I, would, yeah. I love <clears throat> Dave Chappelle's take on that too. He's you know, he's like, "Bitch, calm down. My family's here." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> Very sexy bit. though. Yeah, yes, weird and sexy, but still, I mean, that's you know, she Ms. was a hell of a woman, Mrs. Kennedy. Like, I'm gonna scratch her eyes out. Yeah, she had to have been like, "Oh, bitch, oh, bitch, oh, bird." <laughs> Um, then we have other Just other wait till the grassy knoll. <laughs> the uh, dress that Marilyn Monroe wore while singing that song uh, sold in 1999 at an auction for 1.26 million. Wow! Whoa! Crazy. It better come with Marilyn Monroe in it for that price. <laughs> I don't think you want that. I'm just <laughs> tossing that out there. A Marilyn Mo- Monroe impersonator, then. You may want to rethink that also. Because you never know what you're going to get. Um, yeah, apparently the dress was not only sheer and flesh-colored and covered in rhinestones, but it was so tight that she had difficulty putting it on and couldn't wear anything underneath it. So I'll, I'll be back in about 15 minutes. <laughs> Let's all let that soak in there. Wow. And then Miss Kennedy with her little pillbox hat for her pills. <laughs> <laughs> and then another just pop culture moment was... Uh, the famous time when uh, Elvis went to the White House to try to get procurement of a DEA yes 
a DEA license so he could arrest people for dr- when he saw them using drugs, despite the fact that he was pretty much the most pro- prolific drug user of them all. If it came just, in a pill form, he definitely did it. He just didn't want them using it all. That's all. Right. And, yeah. And that's how, yeah, that's how he wanted to just confiscate it all. Is what he, right. <laughs> oh, here's, here's my idea. They make me DEA <laughs> and then I arrest them and I take the drugs. Did he just <laughs> turn into Mitch Hedberg? <laughs> <laughs> that was my impersonation of Mitch Hedberg impersonating Elvis. <laughs> and then I will do all the drugs. <laughs> So, and, so yeah, uh, I think the, there's that great picture of the two of them shaking hands in the Oval Office, and Richard Nixon has that look on his face, like, "Who is this guy in the suit?" <laughs> <laughs> and why did he eat Elvis? <laughs> is this the guy that's going to give me my badge? Now, this last item in our pre-show is interesting because while the president we're talking about is actually older than the other ones, we're talking uh, 1844. But the song itself was recorded in 1990. Yes, that is James K. Polk by They Might Be Giants. Uh, one of the songs that we use with the kids that they have literally taught them about the presidents. Um, very well researched and very like everything you expect from uh, TMBG. And a, yeah, I was going to say, like everything they do is, yeah. a, is a hidden lesson just about. Right. <laughs> you don't, if you're not careful, you're going to learn something. Uh, and one of the bands that all four of us agree on. No, I hate them. And I've seen live. Ah, uh, nope. Yeah, I saw him twice. Some oh, of us so you saw him. You saw him for me. Yeah, I've never seen him. I, really? you've seen him since I saw him, so you've seen him. I was gonna oh, say okay. I've seen him five times. Yeah, wow. I've seen him a couple times. So I guess we make up for your lack of seeing him. I guess. Well, I would say not. Oh no, you're fine. No, you loved you loved it. It was good. All yeah, right. we got you covered. Yeah, you had a good time. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so Saturday Night Live in its first year. Decided to lampoon President Gerald Ford, who was con- forever changing the presidential relationship with pop culture. Uh, Chevy Chase uh, impersonated him on Nathan to focus on Ford's tumble while on an, while on an airplane ramp in Austria, uh, which uh, turned out for him to be known as one of the clumsiest uh, presidents out there. He yeah, did despite a- like being completely athletic, he played football at, at Georgia, where he went to college well i mean even there are some other cases of it like where he fell in a hole and stuff like that yeah i mean it it was just one of those situations where it's it's like did the joke come first or did the actual clumsiness come first (laughs) because he didn't used to be clumsy right well and yeah i'm sure presidents made mistakes before that were noticed but this was the first time someone decided to like make it a thing to take a shot at him about it yeah that's true and it's never stopped for president sense. As soon as they make some sort of a slip, that defines who they are, and it becomes a running joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's even faster now. I mean, because, I mean, it's a matter of minutes before stuff gets published now. And then, you know, this Saturday Night Live, they had to come up with a sketch for it. They had to wait until Saturday to do it. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, now we're, it's on 13,000 cameras. And there's 24-hour everything. Right. All right. Well, and he kind of fell into that presidency anyway after Nixon resigned when they were trying to impeach him and or there the whole impeachment thing was coming and Watergate and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so, I mean, he is the only modern president that was not elected. Yeah, and I think he took a lot of heat because of that fact that he kind of stumbled into office and then had those little faux pas that then kind of defined who he was and he still to this day even with the Simpsons, I mean, he's still being lampooned. Nobody did that with Johnson. Because he would have shot you if you did. Uh, I was going to say, I don't 
Johnson was a whole trip in himself. Wasn't he the one that would take his penis out randomly? Yeah, he he had bathroom meetings all the time just to make people uncomfortable. Like where he would just like get up in the middle of the meeting and make people go with him while he had to go to the bathroom and take a shit. <laughs> and he just talked to him through the through the doors and everything. big power play. Look at us knowing politics. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, eventually, here's a little twist and thing, the two became friends. So, uh, Ford and Chevy Chase got to know each other, and Ford appeared on both Saturday Night Live and as at the White, Ho- White Horse, aren't <laughs> at the White House Correspondents Dinner with Chase, where Ford said, I'm Gerald Ford, and you're not. Nice. Yeah. So, that is actually the only person to have made friends with Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike gets a zinger. I like it. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, that's actually one of the more depressing things I've known about. That's the fact that Chevy Chase is such an asshole. Oh, giant asshole. But when he was on... Oof. Oh, yeah. So, uh, 1977, a peanut farmer shows up and takes over the presidential office. And Joel <laughs> went down a hole. <laughs> Uh-oh, did we lose Joel? We lost Joel. All right. Mark the time. Yeah, mark the time and remember it this time. Can't mark the time actually stop the recording, so you have to edit it. Ah, oh, there's a thought. Think of the big brain on Brad. I don't know what happened. That was weird. You just, yeah, disappeared again. The stop and reboot here. your life. I hmm. got up for two seconds, let the dogs up, and then I came back and everything was gone. I'm like, what the hell? Now, now we know the answer to that question. What? Joel. Yeah. Joel let the dogs up. Who? <laughs> I'm not going there again. Uh, oh, one of my favorite interviews. He just Joel. disappeared again. Oh, God. Damn, Joel. Joel? Wait, is he there? I'm showing him yeah. as here. Joel? Joel, are you there? Come on, knock on the door. Park twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Is something going on with your internet? <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect answer. <laughs> Up, oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's oh, gone again. Jeebus. Ah, well, that's fantastic. And again, he's gone again. Brian Crow's in his backyard pulling the plug in and out. <laughs> I, I don't know why Brian Crow would do that, but <laughs> like Johnny from Airplane. Just kidding. <laughs> well, this is not ideal. Fan frickin' tastic. Now who disappeared? Nobody. Oh. We're still waiting for Joel. <clears throat> He's popping in and out. Well. He might need to reboot. Yep. Oh, there he is. You want to try a reboot? He <laughs> <laughs> showed up just long enough to go... Durr, 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 durr. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, <laughs> you're coming in and out. Do you want to try a reboot? I guess so. I mean, I'm hard. I'm got my Ethernet plugged in, and I'm sitting right next to the modem. So, well, if your reboot doesn't work, we can all reboot after that. But you try first. I'll be yeah, because I don't know. If, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it's gone to the annals of time. I found the Archer drinking game. Drink every time he drinks? Well, that's one drink. Drink every time a gun is fired. Oh, God. Drink, no. A non-bleep curse word. 
Mrs. Archer's horrible parenting is mentioned. Archer is called Sterling. Two drinks when he says literally, or scolds Woodhouse when Cheryl spaces out. Someone having sex. Something explodes. Three drinks when Archer hits a coworker. Archer doesn't understand. <laughs> that is still my favorite line. What don't you want? Obviously the core concept, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> Drink when Lana loses an article. Well, there's your hits. There's, there's your terrorist, Turdy McBeardhead. <laughs> Pam gets high or drunk, someone gets fired, and you finish your drink if you hear Archer's voicemail. I did that, change that to my <laughs> change that to my brother's uh ringtone to Mulatto Butts once. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> he was like, I bring this to work. I know. Alright, try calling him. He uh, says he's back. I don't believe it when I see it. Or hear it. Alright. Hello? Marple? Purple Marple. Marple. Is swapjet.com only kids and women? Yeah, until later on this year, we're doing men's stuff. Oh, I would just, okay. I was going to. See, chop kids around, and women but... are worth less, so you can swap them for. <laughs> wow. Typically, you get 73 cents on the dollar. <laughs> All right, not... so let me mark off the time when Joel reappeared. I'm not touching that one. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> 32 minutes. Okay. All right, so want to count back down to uh, Jimmy Carter? Yeah. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. So 1977 rolls around, and a peanut farmer takes over the White House. That's a Jimmy Carter. He did an interview with Playboy magazine. First and ever sitting president to do an interview for a, a softcore porn magazine. Yeah. Oh, FYI. Yeah. And in it, he said, I don't know, I can't do a good Jimmy Carter impersonation. How would you even do that? I've looked on a lot of women with lust. I've committed adultery in my heart many times. You sound that like was, that's the that's the uh, king of the hill you just did. But that was oh. not bad, though. <laughs> that wasn't terrible. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're Demo drifting probably. a little bit into Jim Baker. Yeah, yeah, but you got the core concept down. That wasn't mm-hmm. bad. Very good. Very good. Okay. While he went on to assure that he had been forgiven, the remarks set off a media frenzy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Carter. As a meter friendly sounds, you know. Yep. Uh, Carter defeated Gerald Ford in that election and has remained married to his wife, Rosalind, to this day. And. 91 years old. He's responsible for the world being introduced to Billy Beer. <laughs> There's I, a social. I, this, this is no joke. I have a can of Billy Beer in my fridge. Really? Nice. Yeah, but it used to be a six pack until my sister turned into a teenager. Oh, Jesus. This my, was, dad, uh, my dad saved a six-pack, and, and I've got the last one sitting in my fridge. Jimmy Carter is also the uh, first of the weird presidential memorabilia that I grew up with, at least the first president featured. Um, in addition to all of the weird, like, dolls from G.I. Joe's through Cabbage Patch that my mother collected, in the room where she had her doll collection, there was this marionette. And the marionette was a giant styrofoam peanut. With a giant smile with huge teeth, uh, weird hair, and uh, these the bright eyes. And it had, like, these two little peanut legs. It was obviously supposed to be, like, a Jimmy Carter as a peanut marionette. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing of nightmares. That's, that's horrendous. That peanut is something. Legs, how do you walk? <laughs> you would crack your shells all the time. And then someone would come by and eat your legs. Well, you know, even though I was alive in the at the end of the Nixon era, right before he resigned and Ford took over, 
I don't remember any president before Carter. And the, and my distinct remembrance of Carter was when I was in preschool or kindergarten, there was a picture of him up, you know, cause they had the picture of the sitting president on the wall. And I remember seeing the picture. And then I remember when the election happened. Um, and it just stuck with me. I remember everybody talking about all the, 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 you know, the politics around it, but not understanding any of it being kindergartner. And I just knew that I liked Jimmy Carter. He looked like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. And I <clears throat> had the complete different, uh, experience of Jimmy Carter being, you know, down here in Texas at the point, at that point in my life when Jimmy Carter was president. He was not looked upon fondly by the people of Texas. You guys don't like peanuts? i posted to our uh, facebook chat uh the two pictures i actually googled the jimmy carter marionette i have to remember to put this up to the facebook uh, page so people can see what we're talking about because i know this is awesome radio actually (laughs) what it looked like Yes, that is precisely what I remember from my childhood. That is, wow. That is something I need to get to my um to my Therapist. brother-in-law. No, my brother-in-law cuz he's terrified of puppets. I was imagining Whoa. Mr. Peanut but with Jimmy Carter's face. Yeah, I was actually and wasn't that bad in my mind and then I saw that and that's just I was imagining something that didn't make my testicles shrink. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have eyelashes the way it like that? Walks when you move the sticks with the two little floppy legs. Chop, 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 chop. Yeah. <laughs> Did it say chop, 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 chop? That would be <laughs> Coming for you. Chop, 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 chop. I'm going to spread you on toast and eat your soul. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> this is exactly what I thought was going to be happening in this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that's frightening. Let's uh, move on. To Ronald Reagan, 1981, our country's first pop culture president. He was a radio and film star early in his career before switching to politics and becoming uh, governor of California. And then the POTUS, just like someone else who went to become governor of California and then went on to make bad movies. Hey. Hey, I uh, like his current string of films better than some of his old ones. How about about some horrible uh, mobile game commercials? There you go. Well, yeah, that's... yeah. Yeah. That's obviously a money grab. Bedtime for Bonzo. Yeah, Bedtime for Bonzo. Uh, he did some westerns, and I think he was only in Gipper. He was in a movie with um, Nancy at one point or another, too, if I remember correctly. But um, Ronald Reagan's years of experience in radio, television, and film enabled him to project a positive public image, despite a mostly agnostic press. <laughs> That's antagonistic. I didn't want to say anything. Um, well, and you think about you Ron know what? Reagan it had to come up. It had to happen because I got through the tweet with no problem. <laughs> if you can't not include Nancy Reagan, who carried on the tradition of you know, uh, you want to go to the press ladies. conference? I don't believe in Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be a Reagan, but there might not a long be. Time ago, <laughs> but if there is, really I haven't know. seen any evidence of him. Yes. <laughs> His wife became a long, uh, one of the long line of first ladies that were very proactive with a certain cause. And, uh, her just say no to drugs program, I, I mean, was carried on until, I mean, recently. I mean, it, and it didn't right? work, I mean, by the way. No, but it was a, it was a huge thing. I mean, it was like her project. And she just I passed away. Did not say no. This year. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Saw pictures of Mr. T at her, uh, funeral. Yep. One of the best pictures ever is, Mr. T with Nancy Reagan on his lap. 
That is a great picture. I actually have that saved on my hard drive. <laughs> I have a lot of random in a really really weird folder. Um. <laughs> In 1938, Ronald Reagan was the radio announcer in a movie called The Amazing Dr. Clitterhouse. Spell that, please. (laughs) The Amazing Dr. Clitterhouse. C-L-I-T-T-E-R house. Interesting. Yeah, I I happened to go to his IMDb and that one just was like, whoa, okay. Huh. He, He was also, just a random fact, the first president to be elected who had a divorce. Oh. And dementia. Um, and dementia. Eventually. Eventually, right. You know, he's, he's the, the first president that I, I mean, I distinctly remember like his entire presidency. And the thing about him that I remember most is all the, literally the pop culture, like you said, all the things that went with it, like the DC Follies show that ran for a couple of years in 87 to 89 with Fred Willard. Mm-hmm. That was a spinoff of that. Well, it was like a takeoff on the spitting image show from, uh, the UK. In which I have in the basement still a Reagan hand puppet that is from Spitting Image that is just his face that you can make it move. Um, and the other thing was in '86, uh, a, pr- a comic company, independent comic company called Solson, released a three-issue series called Reagan's Raiders, and I have them in the in the basement also. And it's a comic series about Ronald Reagan as a like a badass, and he <laughs> as a like superhero with guns and goes in and with his other like secretary of state and stuff and Bush um, fighting bad guys. That is a ridiculous image right there. I'll, I'll send you a picture of the, oh, the no, covers of the comics. That's cool. That's all right. That's all right. I don't know. Nope, it's going to happen. Don't Shut need up. that much. Yeah. But uh, with, when you brought up the uh, spitting image puppets, uh, Patrick made sure that we mentioned this, uh, that his ba- favorite uh, band Genesis. They did the- <laughs> I don't mind Genesis. It's Phil Collins I don't like. No? Well, it's just like the Commodores and Lionel Richie. Okay. Well, they did a song called Land of Confusion. Yep. Which um, starred all those puppets. And the focus of it and the beginning of the whole... Now, kids, you may not know this, but back then, music videos sometimes told stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, started out with the uh, Ronald Reagan and Nancy puppets going to bed, and Ronald, the whole video was Ronald Reagan's uh, Nightmare. So, I mean, that was a good video, too. That was, that's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Remake. Yeah, for Genesis, okay I guess. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. it wasn't yeah. Remake. What? At least it wasn't Phil Collins. <laughs> oh, wait, it was kind of. <laughs> who, who redid that? Was that Alien Ant Farm also? What? The redid Land of Confusion. Uh, probably since they were like the remake people. Yeah, for a little while there. <laughs> okay. Also, Reagan also showed up in a, a video of a song called Two Tribes by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, where him and uh, oh, I Gorbachev. Said, yeah, I almost said Khrushchev. Uh, Gorbachev have Greco-Roman wrestling going on. Uh, that that doesn't sound real. <laughs> talk about another another pop culture carryover. Thanks to Reagan, I mean Gorbachev had his own string of pop culture tie-ins, which again ties back to Reagan. Which is do weird. you guys remember my Mikhail Gorbachev face mask? No, I had a full head Halloween mask of Mikhail Gorbachev. In fact, Pat, I know you wore it at least once. We just thought. Well, that's funny because I have a a Ronald Reagan face mask now. Because when I ran the game of Steve Jackson Killer, Steve Jackson's Killer on campus, and you and uh, Sarah, who were uh, dating at the time, realized you were each other's targets. Yep. 
You said, damn it, you grabbed my Gorbachev face mask and an air rifle oh, off the oh, table and were like, you got to come with me. There's going to need to be a ruling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had set up a, a car bomb in her car and she found it before it went off. Okay, and we're just, I won that game, didn't I? Wait, wait first we're just going to clarify, a car bomb of balloons. <laughs> yes, we don't want to be on any lists. For sure. We're not and you guys yeah. have heard us talk about Sarah. Not not my wife, especially considering this was 1993 when uh, my wife would have been like 12. <laughs> creepy. Very um, creepy. So yeah, so they have that one. We also found, uh, digging through the archives, found Ronnie Talk to Russia, uh, written by Prince. And since we're drifting, uh, not yet, I think I don't think this kicked in yet, but we tossed this in here for just because it's music, but the President's Song by the Animaniacs. And let's not forget Ron and the DC Crew's Ronnie's Rap. <laughs> we have been pushing <laughs> I, I, well, I'd love to forget that. Well, well, well. well. <laughs> look it up, kids. You'll be sorry that you did. You, and you can stop it after about a minute because it just basically just repeats itself. Yeah, it's, right. Then go listen to the Super Bowl Shuffle because it's better. <laughs> yeah. So after that, uh, George H. W. Bush kicks in 1989 to 93. So yeah, he's uh, Ronald Reagan's vice president. Becomes president, and Dana Carvey jumps on as uh, President Bush with a very famous. Who wants to do it? Not gonna that. <laughs> not not gonna. Not gonna that. Yep. And that became a... Oh, God, that was everywhere back then. Yeah. That was yeah. huge. T-shirts and everything. To his defense, Dana Carvey did a great portrayal of George Bush. H.W. Bush. He, he, I, whatever <laughs> happened to Dana Carvey? What the hell is he doing lately? Uh, he's doing his own stand-up every now and then, but he's the guy that had the, the, um, the heart surgery and the doctor operated on the wrong valve. Yeah, that's right. And he sued him and won a ton of money, but uh, yeah, it messed with his health pretty badly. Yeah, and he that's gave all gave all the money to charity and got the right valve repaired. Oh, nice. That sucks. I'd not. I did not know that. Yep. Man, God bless Dana Carvey. He has a whole comedy special about the whole experience. Yeah. <laughs> really, seriously, he does like a one man show about it all. And yeah, oh, I watch it. Nice. So uh, while you're watching that, the other big phrase that he had was, it wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. <laughs> right. So there was, and that was, I mean, I, oh God, everywhere. And the, and the thousand points of light. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. He pulled so many sound bites out of uh, Bush's career. Yeah. So. And it's funny that um, he, after he lost the election, the second, you know, because he went up for re-election against Bill Clinton and lost famously. Um, while looking for his second term, and he decided to go ahead and just kind of bite the bullet and become, and he became friends with, with um, with, what's his face, Dana Carvey, became friends with him, invited him to the White House, and like it's a fame. There's a famous story about um how Dana Carvey talks about in one of his stand-ups about how he used him to 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 play pranks on his Secret Service, like calling him up and pretending to be him. And he's 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 like, why don't we call the call call up China, call the ambassador to China, and order up some mushu. uh i mean he kind of i mean that kind of started a trend that i mean the the chevy chase gerald ford thing was uh, minimal but not until this did we really see it just take off and become a regular thing on snl which we'll cover more in the second half but uh george hw bush is also the second president featured in the weird pop culture memorabilia from my childhood oh dear Uh oh 
I had a set of like early dollar store outlet mall puppets again, again with the freaking puppets. <laughs> uh, if you guys remember, they would have sets of two puppets where they'd have boxing gloves and little levers that you could make them punch each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had yeah, one yeah. that was George H.W. Bush and one that was Muammar Gaddafi. They were sold as a set. Neat. Yeah. I have nothing like that. I don't, I don't really like puppets. Yeah, I didn't collect any memorabilia for presidents after Reagan. Strangely enough, I do have a election button from Spyro Agnew and Nixon. Oh, man, I had a Nixon uh, campaign button on my trench coat, and somebody stole it. I was so mad. Eight more years. Was it the one that he's he's tanned, he's rested, he's ready? No. uh, I could probably find the exact one. I've got an I like Ike button somewhere. That's cool. Passed down from the generations. I'm sure. I've got a, don't you know, it's Perot button. (laughs) Well, you know what? Let's talk about just a little bit. I mean, some of the losers on Pope. I mean, in the elections. Giant sucking sound going to Mexico. All right. (laughs) There's another guy that got lampooned pretty heavily. Yep. Dukakis. What's the first thing you think of? Dukakis in the tank. Right. (laughs) And his eyebrows. His eyebrows. Dukakis in the tank looking like a little kid driving a. (laughs) Look at me. I'm in a tank. Like, wow, no hands. And then he had Geraldine Ferraro, who was the first kind of female <laughs> front runner. Kind of female. No, right. front runner in, in, in an election, like to be considered as a serious candidate. Yeah, because there had know. been females before, but none that had been gotten as far as she had. Yeah, no, she, she was popular enough that if, had he won the election, she could have ridden that to possibly, you know, making a bid for a presidency at some point. I don't know that she would have won, but. You know, she was yeah. she was Hillary Clinton before Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, Ross, H. Ross Perot was very popular in pop culture at the time. I remember my senior year in uh, one of the classes, we had this sort of like uh, family preparation sort of class where you had to go through exercises proving you could take care of a baby. The first was like you had to pass an egg. With you and your what? what? Yeah, what the hell kind of class is that? To pass it without it breaking. Pass it. <laughs> no, yeah. you had to like take care of a non-hard boiled egg for like a week, and if it cracked, you fell. Oh, I see. And I then, thought you meant. Never yeah, the mind. teacher signed it. And blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, and then later, it uh, when it was supposed to get to the next stage, it was a bag of flour. And when we got to the bag of flour, the reason I bring this up is because I wrapped the bag of flour in electrical tape and scotch taped a picture of Perot's <laughs> face to it <laughs> and carried it around for the duration of the assignment. You can't wrap a baby in duct tape, Joel. Shouldn't. Josh. The word you're looking for is shouldn't. You absolutely can. I have to agree. I'm a for a guy who has children. You you can do a lot. <laughs> if you don't want them to get away, you know you can kind of duct tape is a choice. <laughs> Just stick them to the wall till you come back. Wow. And we're on another watch list. <laughs> so um, yeah. not gonna that. <laughs> God. So uh, I think we're about time to take a break. So we're, this is the kind of the weird jumping off point where we had to balance out the show. Uh, but uh, we're stopping at 93, right before Clinton takes office. And that makes sense, because Clinton's term goes into our normal cutoff point of the 2000s. Yes. So 
And Clinton's going to have a little bit of extra stuff. Yeah. So, all right, we will be I'm back. i put my blue dress on. <laughs> Is it blue and black? Is it blue or silver? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's blue with white splotches on. Yeah, don't forget to light that cigar. All right, we will be back in a little bit and uh, talk about some more presidential parodies. It won't light. It's moist. <laughs> We are back to talk about some presidential parodies again. Now we have stepped into the Clinton years, which there was a lot of media uh, coverage on this too. Nineteen ninety-three, yeah. Um, actually, you know what? It wasn't so much ninety-three; it was ninety-six that I remember seeing this the most of this. Because one of the things that I remember showing up was um, on Conan O'Brien. Remember him doing where he put the face up and have somebody doing like the clutch cargo thing with the lips? Yep. Mm-hmm. He was doing that with Bill Clinton and I mean he did that all over the place with them. I remember that vividly. That was when we were down in Georgia watching that, so Yep. Always portrayed him as just this good old hillbilly boy. Yeah. Was That's yeah. it. Woo! With his buddies all the time. Woo <laughs> Yeah. So I mean that um so let's step into it. 1993, Bill Clinton takes over. Probably the most pop, famous pop culture moment for President Bill Clinton that didn't involve an intern was his appearance on the Arsenio Hall show in his oh, campaign yeah. for president in 1992, where he played the saxophone. Yep. And very, and again, when he did that, everyone was pointing back to uh, Nixon. Yeah, and uh, we've already talked about Animaniacs. They even worked him playing the sax into their theme song. Oh yeah, that's right in the ver- in the opening opening music too. So, hmm. well, as the sorry, go ahead. Huh? I was going to say, and that became kind of a thing that has carried on since then. With well, not Bush again, but our current president even playing the saxophone. No, do, getting on to uh, being on shows. Like Mythbusters or, you know, on, on late night talk shows and things. Well, I mean, that is, they recognize that is the, I must almost say the equivalent to the fireside chat nowadays. I can see that. I mean, making the president a pop culture figure, another celebrity, um, has worked throughout the modern era. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, say and, and it's really something that's been going on almost since the beginning of presidents, you know, I mean, Andrew mm-hmm. Jackson was a celebrity before he was ever the president. I mean, you know, and he was definitely a big part of whatever, you know, you could call pop culture back then, which was, you know, the, the, you know, typesetting, whatever. He was part of the news all the time. So, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it's not anything new, which is getting more and more pervasive now. Right. And uh, one of the other things that Bill Clinton is known for is uh, showing up on MTV. Yeah, he had like uh, a, the, remember the town hall meeting where they asked him if he wears boxers or briefs. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he's like full going. <laughs> I forgot the phrase. No, he wears briefs. That's what he said. He just said he just said usually briefs. It's like banana hammock. He, no. he kind of he kind of took a beat and laughed. You know, he's like usually briefs. Yeah, he moved on to the next question. So that's also where they asked him the. Uh, did you inhale question? Is that right? 
if, if he'd ever smoked, and he yeah. said he smoked, but he didn't, didn't inhale. inhale. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like they were passing it around, and I I, I took a, a hit, but I didn't inhale it. Sure, sure buddy. Mm-hmm. Sure. We saw pictures of you back in the day with Hillary. Exactly. Maybe. That droopy eye look, very very familiar. That that shaggy patchouli hair. <laughs> <laughs> He probably had a clamshell necklace. I was going to say he had that puka shell necklace. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, But I mean, that whole thing is he seemed way cooler than H.W. Bush to the younger people. So I think that definitely took uh, between H.W. Bush being called a wimp repeatedly in pop culture and Bill Clinton playing the saxophone on Arsenio. Right. Those public perceptions of them, more than policy, I think, had a definite effect on the election. Oh, yeah. It was, one of those, it was one of those elections where, you know, younger voters came out in droves to vote for the cool guy like they did for Obama, really. I mean, well, they called him the first black president. Yep. You know, he crossed a lot of lines and he got the the popular opinion across the board. I mean, with all different walks of life. He was almost one of the first presidents that was kind of got the beer vote where like, you know, it's just the kind of you know, people vote for him because he's the kind of guy you just want to have a beer with. That's one thing that said about him is that despite, you know, no matter what you talk about policy and all that, when you sit down and talk to him, that he's incredibly charming. Yeah, he's supposed to have just tons of charisma and charm. I mean, I... so now Which you see goes him. a long way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll say now you see him in. uh there's a lot of memes. Oh yeah, of him now. One of my favorites is on uh, titled "Girl Can Lick Her Elbow." It's it's a a meme of one girl. She's got her elbow up and she's licking her elbow, and then she's in a bathroom and behind the shower curtain, Clinton <laughs> yeah. just sort of leans out, leans <laughs> nice. back in. Yeah, you don't even know it's a gift the first time you see it. <laughs> Clinton just peers out from behind the shower curtain, like, huh? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of memes like that with him, where he just you don't again you don't realize it's a GIF until until Clinton pops up out of somewhere. The other big one that I I actually think is hilarious is the the one where he's speaking with Obama, and he comes around the corner and he's doing they kind of like here I am with the hand hey, spread. Yeah. And you look at Obama and Obama's like pinching his his the between his eyes like he's got a migraine. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, I mean, okay. oh, good. No, I was going to say, I, was, I think Joel should say something. Well, I was going to say, I think Pat should mention what he just typed in the chat. Cause I was going to bring up the fact that, um, at the time when he was running for office, I, you know, I was, um, uh, that was the first year that I voted and in, in the 93 election, um, and I went to one of the rallies where they had, you know, Bush and Clinton both represented, but Clinton was actually there and I saw him speak at the rally, um, during that first election year before he became what he was later on. So I didn't quite have the experience Pat had, but I did see him in person once from about a hundred feet away or less. Yeah. I actually, uh, waited on him once, uh, at a, I worked for a caterer and we were, ca- uh, we were staffing a, fundraising event for um uh oh, i can't remember her name uh she was a senator in illinois carol uh, mostly braun no it was before her um he was stumping for her anyway at a fundraiser and um, stumping. 
<laughs> I was one of the uh, the captains, and I got to work on the the front dais, which was he was one of the people that was there, and I didn't get a whole lot of interaction with him, but he was very cool and calm and nice, and you know, and he did, he just he didn't really you know, make any outrageous requests or anything. He, you know, I mean, I wasn't you know I wasn't told not to look him in the eyes or anything, and you know, and at the end he shook my hand and thanked me, and when he, and he left, huh. seemed like a real nice guy. Yeah, no reason not to mention that. I mean, we're not talking the the politics behind the man. Just yeah, I just you know I don't know why I didn't know if that would sound like you know stupid name dropping or something. No, I mean, well, waited in a ahead. lot of big restaurants, so yeah. And the fact that again, here's here's the influence of pop culture and the media really starting to come into its own. And he was there and kind of rode that wave and had it kind of like the the Deadpool movie. He has a, he had a great media presence and and. Uh, campaign people behind him that knew how to market him to make him who he was. And, you know, then his charisma and his personality took him beyond that, which you got to experience that firsthand and see, you know, that he really was kind of that guy that they portrayed. Yeah. So. And then he smoked a cigar. (laughs) He couldn't smoke it. It was moist. I already said that. (laughs) Moist. And he was impeached, and there was a whole thing with Monica Lewinsky, and yeah, it was a big mess. But yeah, but it was part of uh, pop culture and jokes for a long time. And his still, oh yeah, still his reputation with women became like a big thing. Yep, his his reputation with women and his love for junk food. Oh yeah, but look at it now. (laughs) That that was Phil's base. His basic impression of him was like always always jogging to a mcdonald's that was that was <laughs> the setup for a lot of impressions for him on saturday night well Live. that that was a lot of uh pictures of him too i mean when he yeah. would go out jogging they'd follow him and next thing you know he was sitting there mowing down on a couple uh but you look at him i mean he's still just as as big and out there as he was then maybe he's pulled back a little bit but i mean you think about then of course hillary making a bid for uh, for being elected, I mean, he's still out there doing his thing and is mm-hmm. just as much a part of the media as as ever. And I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm an, I'm I'm a Hillary endorser, but I will say that he is the perfect guy to have as our first ever first husband. Yeah, <laughs> first black president, first male, first lady. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. All right. So. <clears throat> And then, <laughs> and then comes George W. Bush in two thousand one. After two. following up Bill Clinton, country goes uh, from Democrat to Republican as it tends to do a lot. And he's one of his biggest pop culture moments. Um, he he was he called himself constantly a wartime president. So it only made sense that when Purple Heart winning Army Captain Joseph Cobes 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 I don't know how to pronounce that. Appeared as a contestant on uh, an episode of Deal or No Deal. He took the opportunity opportunity to personally thank him. Uh, at, at one point, they did a big setup. They didn't tell him who it was going to be. They just said somebody, you know, wants to come on the program and acknowledge your service and thank you. And via satellite, George Bush appeared and thanked him personally for his service and actually made a couple jokes at his own expense. He said, "Actually, I'm thrilled to be anywhere with high ratings." At one point, which is oh, actually wow. pretty funny. So, oh. but yeah, I mean, that was, that was pretty cool of him actually, you know, I mean, uh, brought the guy to tears almost. 
And then there was the short-lived eight-episode season on Comedy Central of That's My Bush. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. I can't believe that aired. Created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park. Yeah, because that's exactly why I got greenlit right there. They're golden. They can do no wrong. I think that was their vanity project where they're like, we have made you a ton of money. You're going to let us do this show. Right. Mm -hmm. And it failed. Yeah, you, what did you say? Six episodes? Eight episodes. Yeah. Eight episodes. Wow. Went from April, or original release from April 4th to May 23rd, 2001. Wow. I never watched an episode of it. Did any of you guys? No. No. Never seen it. And then, of course, there's always Will Ferrell's George Bush, which was so popular that it got its own little off Broadway show for a while. Yeah, one man show, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Was it Will yeah. Ferrell that did it? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It was actually a Will Ferrell show. Huh. It ran. I mean, it ran for a couple months, like three months or something. I mean, there's another example it, of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and then it went on to be an HBO special. Huh. Of SNL, um, really using the president as a as a I don't know as a constant parody on the show, like every other episode. George Bush, same thing with Bill Clinton, although who who did the Bill Clinton impression? Oh, that was uh, uh, Phil. Phil, was uh, Phil Hartman? Yeah, Phil Hartman. Aww. Yeah. Now I'm sad. Um, yeah. Yeah, well. But, I mean, you know, the, the, the Will Ferrell thing became, yeah, like a regular running thing that kind of took on a life of its own uh, because he was and very... And he got lampooned all the time for his vocabulary and his speechifying. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I feel his pain. <laughs> he didn't have enough beers. <laughs> like it, one of his famous, I say, they got a saying down in Texas. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, won't get fooled again. Right. <laughs> you got to admit, though, his wife's kind of hot. Oh. Laura? Bush. I have Laura to Bush. admit that. Yeah, Laura I'm Bush not sure is- I agree with that. Laura Bush is pretty attractive. Back she's not day. unattractive. I just don't think she's hot. I mean, like, like hot, hot, but I think Michelle Obama's better looking than her, but she's you know, still very attractive. She's lady. no Jackie Kennedy. But who is? I was going to go with Billy Carter, but all right. <laughs> I just wanted to mention Billy Bear again. But, yeah, George Bush was the butt of a lot of jokes and became, I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't more... I mean, because the internet was really coming into its own at that point, that there wasn't more, like, made of it. But well, I mean, it was John, everywhere. Yeah, John Stewart did an impression of him almost every night while he was president. Yeah, you know, if you're listening to a stand-up routine from the uh, from the, his presidency, because if anyone's even vaguely politically minded, it's mostly about George Bush. Yeah. And if it's not about him, it's about Cheney or Rumsfeld. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cheney. Yeah, there's another one that got <laughs> that was yeah, John John Stewart anytime he talked about Cheney, always always portrayed him as the penguin. <laughs> He's always <laughs> Well, don't go hunting with him. That's just, yeah. I was just gonna say the That's hunting right. thing was still to this day, I mean, you see jokes about that. Yep, I mean, shot his friend in the face and then his friend had to apologize on national <laughs> TV. Yep. I'm sorry my face got in the way of your shotgun shells. 
for, um, sorry for the embarrassment it caused the vice president. <laughs> I'm surprised uh-huh. he didn't have a, a puppet of George uh, Bush with like the the ears or something. I don't know, like a mission accomplished banner behind him. Yeah, there's another pop culture thing right there. <laughs> yeah, the mission accomplished picture. Yeah. Good job, George. You know, yeah. right? I, <clears throat> you don't have any puppets for George Bush, huh? No, sir. I'm surprised. No marionettes. Nope, though those other things were all from my childhood. No nightmare fuel. But um then what happened? Then Barack Obama took over in two thousand nine. So then, yes, then America elected <clears throat> its first black president. And quite possibly the biggest media character of I mean, of all the presidents, I mean, he he literally between him and his wife are always on some media outlet. I mean, it's 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 almost nonstop doing something. Yeah. I mean, like Barack Obama's Twitter handle is actually Barack Obama. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a handler doing it for him. It's actually him hmm. or him. Him being on, like I said, Mythbusters. Uh, he was on the final episode. Actually, he actually sent them a, a farewell message at the end of the the. Um, Second election. Oh yeah, he was part of the collage, yeah, whatever the montage, yeah. Exactly. I mean, and and Michelle Obama's always on doing stuff promoting fitness, and she does. Um, I, I saw her on a, I want to say like a Nickelodeon sitcom show. She was on as a guest star or something, and um, they're using the media to not only, I mean, of course, pro- you know, propagate the brand and to you know continue the presidency, but they're also using it for positive, positive means. And so even though he's lampooned in the right wing side and everything, he's still out there um, making his presence known. And and I I think doing a lot of good with some of it, you know. Well, he was also the first president, first sitting president to appear on a late night talk show when he went on Jay Leno's show. Hmm. Well, he's, I think, the first one that actually, like, jumped into it with both feet. Sure. I mean, when other politicians didn't understand the power or the purpose of Twitter and YouTube and Facebook, Obama was right there demonstrating mastery over those things. Mm -hmm. Well, he definitely surrounded himself with people that know about that, surrounded himself with people that knew how it was going to work and were able to predict the trends that as they, uh, as they came in or to keep himself in the spotlight. Plus I think he's young enough, plus his two daughters and everything that he, um, kind of being closer to our age than the other presidents that we've talked about kind of came up with all that and became part of his life as he was going through. So yeah, between having the the right people and behind him and his own personal knowledge, he's really manipulated it to his favor in, in a lot of ways. He's got a lot of charisma. He really does. Yeah, definitely. So internet stuff. Did you guys see him on Between Two Ferns when he went on there promoting his health care? It's funny. I've only watched two full episodes of Between Two Ferns, and it was Barack Obama and Justin Bieber. Oh, those are two good ones if you're only going to watch two. Weird combination. But if you're only going to watch two, those are two good ones. (laughs) Is that the one with uh, Bieber? Is that the one he's like, I've never interviewed an eight year old before? Yes. (laughs) And he ends up trying to spank him. So, what what did Obama, Obama do? He was talking about his, his health care. Yeah, he on went on. It was like a promotion for the health care you know site, 
Hmm. And it's really funny. I mean, it 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 actually worked. It increased their traffic by like forty percent. Yeah, because I mean, between two ferns got pretty huge right after the Hangover, and it's just Zach Galifianakis being awkward at his guests and just ask. I mean, it's it, it's it's like the new version of Jiminy Glick. If you never saw Jiminy Glick, I highly I, recommend. Yeah, it. I have. Yeah, I remember yes, that. Patrick, I have. <laughs> just with the awkward interviews and just asking just the most outrageous questions of your guests and stuff. You know, well, he seems so, yeah. like he's a good sport. You know, despite any of the negative stuff, whenever it, whenever something like that comes up, that's talking about his politics, but that isn't in the political arena. He takes it on the chin and, and is able to not take himself seriously. But he won't allow himself to be the butt of the joke. Right. He always has to be the the one looking cool at the end of it, which, you know, he usually doesn't have much of a problem with, but <laughs> like Gerald Ford, you know, I, 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 I don't see him working as hard to to be cool. Well, not well but think about it. you go back to the history of all the presidents. I mean, the only other one that I could think of that had as much charisma other than Clinton and Obama just outside of their politics would be maybe Kennedy. I mean, yeah, a lot of presidents in between there. I mean, Nixon was the anti-charisma, you know, sweaty and old man and uh, very I wonder how he got president to begin with, you know, if you base it on that. And jolly. Very jolly. Jolly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's also one of the few. Guy. He's also one of the few people who I've seen who wasn't a comedian who appeared with Seinfeld in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. All right. Hold up. We just got super Skypey. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, it, looking back on it, he's one of the very few non-professional comedians to appear as a guest. He was the uh, first guest on the seventh season of Jerry Seinfeld's YouTube series, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I don't it was know if a you good guys one, too. That. Yeah, it yeah. was. They wouldn't let him leave the grounds. He had to just keep driving around on the state, the White House. Really? Secret Service wouldn't let him leave. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that would have been a clusterfuck if they tried to do that, though. Yeah, nope. and that was the thing. Is Seinfeld's like, just tell him you're the president. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at him. He's like, yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, and last year, Michelle Obama did a a rap for literacy. Wait, which, like a rap rap? Uh, yeah, or, yeah. She, huh? She was a uh, like you know how you've got your hype man or whatever on on a on a rap song. She was had just one verse but in the the whole song was about literacy and it was i mean it wasn't bad i mean i don't think but, i've ever seen that huh. yeah look up michelle obama rap and you'll you'll find it i think i'm okay with that <laughs> all right pat you look it up then <laughs> and then of course you've got all your present day nominees uh they're all portrayed in the media and, and pop culture in various ways you've got hillary clinton we mentioned earlier she gets Amy Poehler usually plays her on SNL. Well, and you think about again somebody who's using the media to his advantage. I mean, Bernie Sanders is uh, has very much used the media to well, and I think it's probably has to do with his younger voter turnout um, to promote himself and get him to be a pretty pretty big candidate. 
And it's very difficult to talk about Donald Trump without drifting into topics and areas we don't want to for this show. But it's worth saying that he was a huge personality from years and years and years. That celebrity coming from being a businessman, a reality uh, star. Trump is almost completely pop culture. Right. He's actually Kardashian running for office. Exactly. (laughs) He's been on WWF, too. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Trump has? He's got his own. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's got his. He's been on WWF, been in the ring. He's oh God, got had his own reality show with The Apprentice. Yeah, there's uh, a video out there of Trump getting uh, the Stone Cold Stunner. Oh my God, I need to watch that. And him taking creepy pictures with Ivanka or Ivana when yeah. she was young. Yeah. But. But well, yeah, he is all over pop culture. You can't. You, especially now during the election cycle as he's winning primaries, you can't escape him in pop culture. Right. And The Simpsons not so long ago had this the election special back before many of the contenders dropped out showing uh, Marge getting worried about everybody fighting and uh, she had a dream about them doing a big song and dance number all getting along. Well, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's actually a good thing to bring up, The Simpsons, because if you go back and, and watch the old episodes, I mean, Gerald Ford was on there. Bush has been on there. Um, and, and maybe it's not the actual presidents, but their likenesses. No, no, the senior, but George H.W. was actually, he voiced his character. Did That's Ford? Awesome. Uh, I don't know if Ford did. Because hmm. I know Ford was on he, when he moved across the street. And no, 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 that Homer. was Bush. Oh, Ford moved in after Bush moved right. out. Yeah, Ford was the stinger. And then they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, I think we're going to be best friends, you know. Here's a here you know talking about uh, fame outside of the presidency. Speaking of wrestling, you know somebody once commented we I uh, was talking about uh, Trump being on wrestling, and they made a comment about presidents being you know I could never have a president that's a wrestler. What president is currently holding a uh, a uh, record in the Wrestling Hall of Fame? What? Are you joking? No. Oh you man, will, it's it's a it's a deep cut. I won't lie. Is it a, like a, a a modern day nope. president or one from nope then Pat Josh oh um 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 come on Abraham Lincoln Abraham used to be a wrestler, Lincoln didn't he yeah yeah defeated yeah. once in three hundred matches yeah. oh my god and really? he was a full on smack talker when he was in the ring uh, Carl Sandburg wrote a biography of him and according to uh, quotes he once uh, challenged an entire crowd of onlookers after finishing his opponent by saying, I'm the big buck of this lick. If any of you want to try it, come on and wet your horns. <laughs> no one took him on. <laughs> so his ex, uh, wrestling exploits, uh, he is listed as a outstanding American honor in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Wow. He was a very, very strong man, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't know that he could he could hold a um, an uh, like a seven pound axe in each hand with his arms extended for 60 seconds. Good God. Like, like you would hold the end of the sha- of, of the, the, uh, whatever you call it, I guess half handle half, handle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and with the, with the, with the ax heads all the way out and he could hold them straight out for 60 seconds. Probably well, helped him kill all those vampires. I was going to say, <laughs> if we're going down that road, let's, let's touch upon then presidential pop culture for presidents that didn't have, the media the way it is. I mean, talking about especially things that have happened in the last couple of years, like vampire or Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. And right now the hugest thing on Broadway, Hamilton. Yep. 
What is Hamilton? Why don't you know about this? Yeah, I was going to ask, what is that? It's about Ale- Alexander Hamilton. Well, it's, duh, but I mean, mean, what's the... There you go. Why is it so big? It is a hip-hop uh, musical. Uh, it's it's huge. I don't it's know a, much about it other than it's huge. I've heard about it. That's it. Yeah, I've heard some of the songs. That, I mean, <clears throat> it, it's something uh, that has never quite been done in this way before. It's got an almost entirely non-white cast. Mm. <laughs> it just happened. I, <laughs> Mike was like, oh, that's why I didn't know anything about okay. it. Uh, <laughs> that's right. you when all. you went, hmm, I couldn't stop but laugh, and then <laughs> you guys pushed me. <laughs> well, and then you mentioned Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I mean, there's a lot of that revisionist uh, kind of history. Like, uh, there was also Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies, starring Bill Alberts Jr. Um, and then FDR, American Badass, where uh, he gets bitten by uh, a werewolf that causes his polio that then he goes out to become a werewolf hunter, basically. And I think they're making a Teddy Roosevelt biopic, if I'm not mistaken. See, that's another one. I mean, you want, you want so, I guess, social media quotes, some of the best Twitter statements out there, you know, from Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, speak Can you softly. imagine if they'd had Twitter back then? Oh, my God. I mean, oh, shit. Speak softly and carry a... And carry a big stick. See that getting retweeted everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag big stick. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Another uh, president that you know, I'm. I'm big on American history. Uh, Andrew Jackson. Uh, complete. You know, old, known as Old Hickory. Uh, they had his inauguration ball at uh, the White House, and the he was a man of the people. Let's put it that way. And he couldn't get the people to get out of the White House because apparently the party was going on for days. And it wasn't until they got the idea to put all the beer from his party on the front lawn and then they just locked the doors. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're curious, just look up sometime the amount of alcohol that was drank at, you know, Andrew Jackson's inauguration. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Or the amount of alco- alcohol that was drank at the Constitutional, con- you know, the, the Congress or whatever. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> Those people back then drank. <laughs> yeah. Well, an interesting facts about these older presidents, these before our lifetimes, many generations before, have become a thing in modern pop culture. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the stories about Jackson, like the assassination attempt. A guy tried to assassinate him, and pistol didn't go off, and Jackson started to beat him with his cane, and then Davy Crockett joined in. <laughs> Who no, was a congressman at the, the time? The guy pulled one gun and it misfired. Pulled a second gun and that misfired. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got the got able to say in prison, thing, I got my ass kicked by uh, Andrew Jackson and Davy Crockett." <laughs> well, and Andrew Jackson got uh, shot in a duel, and the bullet was so close to his heart that he lived the rest of his life with it in his chest. It could not be safely removed. Yeah, I mean, you've got so many of these legends. I mean, like, well, Andrew Jackson's parrot. You heard about that one? Yeah. They had to remove his parrot from his funeral because it kept cussing at everybody. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Was it was it Teddy Roosevelt that got shot while giving a speech? Yeah, uh, yeah. And kept going. Uh, he, he, yeah, he, he uh, got shot on his way up to the podium, and he not everybody understood what happened because it was a small caliber gun. And he gets up there and he announces, "He's like, I'm going to have to keep this brief because I've been shot." <laughs> right, and but he did a speech. Yep. That and. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it was well, a saloon keeper. 1912 shot him 
And you're right. He just delivered. No, no, no. He, well, he didn't keep it brief. He delivered a, his sked 90 minute speech. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, and think about that famous picture of him sitting on a, a moose in the middle of the river. Yep. I mean, they, these people, I mean, they used what they had in terms of media, um, at the time. Um, and, I mean, he was a, he was an American legend before he ever even became president. Oh my God! Right. Wait, no, no. Here, I'm, I'm. I just looked that up. So he walks up, he gets shot, and he says, "Friends, I shall ask you to be as quiet as possible. I don't know whether you fully understand that I've just been shot." <laughs> <laughs> he reaches into his vest, reveals his blood-stained shirt, says, "It takes more than that to kill a bull moose." Jesus. He then reaches into his coat pocket and pulls out a bullet-riddled 50-page speech, holding up his prepared remarks, which had two big holes blown through each page. He says, fortunately, I had my manuscript. You see, I was going to make a long speech. And there is a bullet. There is where the bullet went through and probably saved me from going into my heart. The bullet is in me now, so I cannot make a very long speech, but I will try my best. <laughs> and then he went on and for an for, hour and a half. Um, well, wait. think about also, like, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who... I mentioned, you know, having polio. I mean, the the media manipulated the photographs and things that were sent out to the papers so that people weren't aware of what that he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, they hid that for years. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was a big to do about when they made the statue of him in the wheelchair. I mean, there was a lot of both sides saying, you know, he should be, he shouldn't be. I mean, I honestly, if he did what he did in a wheelchair, God bless him. You know, that's. If that's the way he was, that's the way we should remember him. That's what he did. You so. don't need legs to save a country. Right. Exactly. You need a wheelchair with guns on it. Or <laughs> a brain sometimes. Yeah. And sharks with lasers. <laughs> and a wheelchair oh, that shoots laser sharks. And dogs with bees in their mouth, so that when they bark, they shoot bees at you? <laughs> right. I think we're kind of coming yeah, off I the rails into the end of this particular topic. Yeah, that's right. where we're I think we're... Gonna so, so, talk about well, next week. Next That's week. the president's yay. Sorry. Yeah. So on tap for next week, we're going to be talking about goosebumps. Yeah, talk about freaky ass puppets. Yeah, we're going to be mostly focusing Slimy. on the TV show and the new movie rather than the books. Though I don't know, we may give a passing mention to the R.L. Stein books, but that's uh, what we got. Yeah. Oh my God, goosebumps! Goosebumps! <laughs> So, yeah, so if you have any uh, ideas for new shows for us, feel free to give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And you can also get our uh, get a call in off of Facebook if you've got using the mobile app or actually on the page, too. Click it and call us. Or be like uh, Nikki New Zealand and email us a voice. <laughs> if you want to listen to our older shows, you can always do that on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, other fine podcasting directories, including soon Google Play Podcasts. Eventually. Someday. I don't buy it. <laughs> it's going to happen. They've got the Left Field Sports Lounge. <laughs> I'm back. They, they pull me back in. <laughs> Hey guys, we made it through the show without actually talking about little like politics. Fuck you. <laughs> you beat me to the draw. <laughs> I guess we didn't.
So next week. Next week. Yes. Um, things Animaniacs I've found in my teeth. Let's do uh, Animaniacs. Somehow. An- Animaniacs? There's no now. We'll shoehorn something in, make Josh happy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just glad Joel complained before I did, because I was loading <laughs> one up. Animaniacs and... Aquaman. <laughs> that works. They both start with an A. 